What is up everyone? It's Quinn here and in this video I'm going to be going through my week 17 running back start sits. If you guys are watching this video, I'm assuming that you have made the fantasy football championships. So congrats on that. This is going to be the last week where I'm going through my start sits, weekly rankings, all of that stuff. Hopefully my content this week helps you guys bring home that championship. Today I'm going to be going through my start sits at every single position. This video is specifically the running backs. I'll have my uh, positional rankings, running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends, and defenses coming out on Wednesday and Thursday. And I'll be making sure to get back to all of your uh, comments that you leave here, answering any questions that you guys may have. If you are new to the channel and my start sit videos, I'm going to go through every single week 17 matchup, talk about every fantasy relevant running back, list them as either a start, fringe option, or a sit. The start's going to be the running backs I would trust as either my running back one or my running back two. The uh, fringe options, more of your RB3s, flex plays, just kind of talking about some of these guys before we really dive into the positional rankings and really start to separate these players. So let's start off with the first matchup here, Thursday Night Football, the Jets taking on the Browns. For the Jets, we had Brees Hall coming off a pretty rough week 15. He had always managed to give you something fantasy-wise, whether he was getting into the end zone racking up some receiving production. He always managed to save his fantasy day, even if the offense was struggling. He did not do that in week 15, but then he comes back here in week 16 with an absolute masterclass. So if you somehow skated by week 15 with him on your roster, um, you know, other guys stepped up or maybe you had a first round buy, he definitely likely uh, came up big for you in your fantasy lineups. You just got to go back to the well, even in a tough matchup. I just think Brees Hall is too talented to uh, sit. I had him as a start last week, even after the rough week 15, so definitely fire him up once again. Then for the Browns, I have Jerome Ford as a fringe option. Not a terrible matchup um, in terms of fantasy points allowed to the running back position from this Jets defense. I just think his ceiling is somewhat capped. Um, this is an offense that's going to split touches amongst the running backs. Jerome Ford is the top option, but you also have Kareem Hunt. Pierre Strong. I just think he's more of a high-end running back three at this point. So definitely still playable, uh, but more of a fringe option for me. Now pivoting over to the Lions-Cowboys matchup, pretty solid overall matchup here at the running back position. We had Jameer Gibbs with a really nice fantasy day, uh, scored two more rushing touchdowns. I was someone who was super high on Jameer Gibbs heading into the season, and early on it wasn't looking great. You had David Montgomery just dominating the opportunities. It seems like Jameer Gibbs you know, would kind of get off to a slow start to the season. He has really turned it on over the second half. This is why we cannot bury rookies after the first few games of the season. I remember people calling him a bust after like two, three weeks. These rookies, they break out later on. Jameer Gibbs clearly has an established role in this offense and is even working in on the goal line, getting those touchdown opportunities. So I feel like Jameer Gibbs at this point, week to week, lowest is like a mid-tier RB1. So he's a locked in start. I still think David Montgomery is definitely playable as like a running back two option. And then for the Cowboys, this has definitely been an underwhelming year out of Tony Pollard. Not a great game in week 16. He was so very close to getting into the end zone. He really just hasn't converted on the goal line, which has really hurt his fantasy production. I still think he's someone you fire up as like at worst a high-end running back two, but he'll probably still crack my uh, top 10 running backs this week or top 12 running backs to be like an RB1. So he is still going to be a start for me. Solid workload in a nice offense. In the next matchup, probably one of the better games of the week, the Dolphins taking on the Ravens. Honestly, back-to-back -back nice games here. For the Dolphins, um, I think Raheem Mostert pre-consensus is going to be the start. He's getting a lot of the work in the red zone, which is leading to very consistent touchdown production. He just continues to score. So I don't think there's a ton of controversy there. 
I am still going to keep Devon Achan as a start. I think some people may want him to get relegated to like the fringe category. And there's no doubt he's been on a rough stretch. Uh, week 14, 12.1 PPR points. Week 15, 9.2 PPR points. Week 16, down to 4.1 PPR points. The reason why I'm not dropping him is that his usage really hasn't been all that bad. He had 16 opportunities in week 14, 12 opportunities in week 15, 10 opportunities this past week. It's not like he's, you know, putting together this monster workload, but we know he has the ability to rip off big plays. We saw it earlier on in the season. It just hasn't happened over the past few weeks. I definitely still think with, you know, 10 to 15 opportunities, I still think he's very relevant as like a back-end RB2 play, even in a pretty tough matchup here against the South Ravens defense. Pivoting over to the Ravens with uh, Keaton Mitchell out for the season, we kind of saw some interesting usage between Gus Edwards and uh, Justice Hill. So Gus Edwards logged nine carries and a target, Justice Hill logged 10 carries and three targets. And, you know, even with um, Justice Hill out touching Edwards, I still view Gus Edwards as the better option here. I think he's just proven he has way more touchdown upside. They really like to go to him when they're on the goal line. We've seen that with him scoring pretty consistently, you know, all season long after J.K. Dobbins went down. So I think he just has way more touchdown upside. He also has just had a more reliable workload all season long. So even though Justice Hill came in and out-touched him here in week 16, when Keaton Mitchell was healthy, Justice Hill was kind of the odd man out and Gus Edwards was splitting those opportunities. So I just have more confidence that he's going to have a better role uh, week to week. So Gus Edwards is going to be a fringe option for me, an RB3 play, and then Justice Hill will be a sit. Looking at a divisional matchup between the Patriots and the Bills, I'm assuming Ramondre is going to continue missing time. I think you just fire up Zeke as a solid start, solid running back two week to week. Going to have a strong workload. Kind of turn back the clock a little bit on like a nice uh, touchdown hurdle run. In week 16, um, pretty much, you know, going to slide in where he has been over the past few weeks. Then for the Bills, um, not a great game out of James Cook after his huge week 15, but the usage was still solid, heavy workload on the ground. Really, the only main change we saw in week 16 was that there was just way less involvement um, in the receiving game for these running backs. That had been something where James Cook had been super involved as a pass catcher. We just didn't see that in week 16, not panicking. I think you fire him up as a really nice option here going up against the Patriots. And then it seems like Leonard Fournette may have kind of slid in as that running back two option. Definitely not someone who's fantasy relevant, but just kind of an interesting point I wanted to uh, throw out there. In the next one, we're going to have the Falcons taking on the Bears. And for the Falcons, we have Bijan Robinson coming off the very disappointing week 15. If you're able to get past that week with him on your lineup, he had a nice performance in week 16. I kind of talked about this where the Falcons limited his usage. They weren't great offensively. I expected them to kind of just revert back to giving him a very solid workload. That is what we saw in week 16. Nice usage on the ground, was also very involved as a pass catcher. Um, Tyler Algier had his opportunities also, but Bijan is just the clear start for me, running back one play, and then sitting Tyler Algier. For the Bears, um, kind of an interesting backfield to look at at this point. Deonta Foreman ended up missing Sunday's game with a personal matter. So that's kind of ambiguous at this point, right? It's not an injury where we can kind of project whether or not he's going to miss time. So a personal matter, I guess it could linger or it could just be done and he'll be back for week 17. This Bears backfield though has just been very tough to predict. Um, we saw Deonta Foreman lead it in week 14, Roshan Johnson led it in week 15. And then you would think with Deonta Foreman out, Roshan Johnson could be the guy. 
But then in week 16, it was Khalil Herbert. He logged 20 carries compared to only nine for Roshan Johnson. He turned those 20 carries into 112 rushing yards and a touchdown. Also added a reception for uh, nine yards. I would say, I guess, if Foreman misses another game, Herbert is probably playable as a fringe option, and I'd sit Roshan Johnson. However, if Foreman is back, I think you just got to fade this uh, backfield. It's not a good matchup. We don't really know what type of game script we're going to get from this one. So if Foreman's back, I would just prefer to sit all of these uh, Bears RBs. Now, pivoting into a divisional matchup between the Titans and the Texans. For the Titans here, uh, no surprise, Derrick Henry going to be a solid start. Very strong usage uh, week to week. And then sitting Tajay Spears, he's had some solid games, just not someone I want to rely on week to week for fantasy, especially with your uh, championship game on the line. And then for the Texans, they've really just given a workhorse role over to Devin Singletary. We're obviously hoping that we get CJ Stroud back this week. He's already missed two games. Hopefully he can return here for the uh, fantasy championship. But regardless, Devin Singletary is still going to be a uh, strong start for me. In the next one, we're going to have the Raiders taking on the Colts. And for the Raiders here, you can see I have two running backs listed as starts, both Josh Jacobs and Zamir White. They're not going to be both starts if they're both active. Um, We saw Jacobs was unable to suit up Monday, and Zamir White took full advantage of that, carried the ball 22 times for 145 rushing yards. It is no secret that this Raiders offense wants to establish the run. So whoever their running back one is, is going to have a very solid workload. If Josh Jacobs was healthy, I'd assume it would be him, but it's also very clear that with Josh Jacobs out, they do have a lot of confidence in um, Zamir White. Now, you would think that with Josh Jacobs seemingly being pretty close to playing here in week 16, that he would be back for week 17, but I definitely wouldn't rule out the possibility of him just being shut down for the final two games. If he's dealing with an injury, he's going to be a free agent. Why is he going to go out there, risk getting injured on a team that is out of the playoff picture, or, you know, pretty much out of the playoff picture at this point? I think they're still, um, you know, have a shot, but just very, very minimal. So I think that's definitely a concern. If Jacobs is playing, I think you start him. If Jacobs isn't playing, I think you go with Zamir White. And then if Jacobs is playing, I wouldn't uh, want to trust Zamir White in my lineup, but it is a nice matchup here for whoever the top dog is going to be. And then for the Colts, we saw JT make his return. Solid usage. You fire him up as a uh, very strong option here in week 17. Another game, you know, with a pretty clear layout, Panthers taking on the Jaguars. For the Panthers, they just continue to feed Chuba Hubbard. Even if he's not going to be super efficient, just the volume on the ground, the touchdown upside he's seen in this offense is going to be nice. And then for the uh, Jaguars here, Travis Etienne with not so great back-to-back games, This Jaguars offense as a whole seems to kind of be falling apart. You have Trevor Lawrence banged up. Christian Kirk's missing a ton of time. Just not a great situation. I still think ETN is startable, especially in a nice matchup here against the Panthers. But it's definitely not giving you the production you probably thought you were getting when he was going on that like tear in the uh, middle of the season. Definitely come back down to earth, but still someone who I think is definitely playable as like at worst a uh, running back two. Another game with just two locked in starts here. Rams taking on the Giants. Kyron Williams, high-end running back one week to week, and Saquon Barkley, another guy who I think is a nice running back one, at worst, a uh, high-end RB2. Looking at the Cardinals-Eagles matchup, for the Cardinals here, James Conner just continues to log solid fantasy outings. I understand this is a bad matchup here against the Eagles, but he has shown on multiple different occasions this season that even in bad matchups, he can still come through fantasy-wise. He'll be involved as a passer. He'll have a solid workload on the ground. And then he also has touchdown upside, both through the air 
and on the ground near the goal line. So Connor's a start for me. DeMarcado has been, you know, decently involved in back-to-back weeks, giving you decent fantasy production. I definitely just don't think it's sustainable, especially in a uh, matchup that's not all that great. On the other side for the Eagles, we finally saw a game where uh, DeAndre Swift kind of got into the end zone, a nice bounce back. I think this is a nice matchup here for the Cardinals, and I definitely think he's playable as a uh, running back two option. Then we're going to have a divisional matchup between the Saints and the Buccaneers. Nothing crazy here. Continue to fire up Alvin Kamara and Rashad White as uh, running back one plays. And that's going to lead us into the 49ers-Commanders matchup. For the 49ers here, Christian McCaffrey, RB1 rest of season, one more week, but he's been the guy all season long. Fire him up as the uh, top option. And then for the Commanders here, kind of interesting usage with uh, B-Rob missing another game. The Commanders once again opted for a committee instead of uh, you know giving that workload over to Antonio Gibson. We saw Chris Rodriguez log 10 carries for 58 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Antonio Gibson was actually out-touched in a game script that should have favored him, where they were trailing for most of this one going up against the Jets. To be honest, though, even though Chris Rodriguez logged a solid fantasy game in Week 16, this is just not a committee I want to trust going up against this 49ers defense. You could give me an argument that if B-Rob is healthy, he's probably like an RB3 fringe option, but right now, just not knowing his health status. But if it was the same backfield we saw in week 16, I just wouldn't feel comfortable starting any of those options in a split against this defense. Then we're going to have the Steelers taking on the Seahawks. And for the Steelers, um, honestly, a pretty you know explosive game offensively from them. I believe they put up 34 points. Definitely not something you're seeing every game with this uh, Steelers offense. I think just kind of continuing what we've had here, Jalen Warren, Najee Harris, both going to be RB3 options for me. The uh, week 16 game was definitely one that favored Najee Harris in the game script department. I think this matchup against the Seahawks could be one that ends up favoring Jalen Warren um, because I'd assume that the Seahawks would be favored in this one. Uh, But who knows? I think both are, you know, pretty much in the same spot as RB3s. And then for the Seahawks, um, we saw another game with Kenneth Walker just dominating the opportunities in this committee, even though the snaps were actually pretty similar. I mean, the uh, opportunities, touches, carries, just not even close between these two running backs. So Walker's a start for me as like a back-end RB2, and then going to be sitting Zach Charbonnet. And then that's going to lead us into the Chargers-Broncos matchup. And I'm going to have Austin Eckler as a fringe option. Um, after a season-low 40% snap share in Week 15, he actually bounced back in the usage department here in Week 16. He took 15 of the 18 running back carries, was targeted four times, so 19 opportunities, very strong workload. Personally, I'm just not super convinced that that usage is going to stick. This isn't an offense I'm overly confident in, and we have seen guys like Isaiah Spiller and Joshua Kelly be pretty involved in previous weeks. So for me, Austin Eckler is more of a high-end running back three play, not someone I have a ton of confidence in. And then for the Broncos, I also ended up bumping uh, Javante Williams down to a fringe option. He had his worst snap share uh, since week six in week 16. Now, I definitely think a big part of that was just due to the game script trailing pretty early on to the Patriots. But with Samaj Pirine and Jaleel McLaughlin both involved week to week, I just think Javante has to be viewed as more of like a high-end RB3. Hasn't shown much of a ceiling in the second half of the season. He has gone over 11 PPR points just one time in his last six games. So he's getting around that like, you know, 10 PPR point mark. But that's not someone that you're firing up confidently as like an RB1 or a fantasy RB2. And then in the next one, we are going to have the Bengals taking on the Chiefs. For the Bengals here, starting Joe Mixon. 
no way around it. This Bengals offense kind of laid a clunker in the uh, week 16 matchup. They had been solid in previous weeks, not overly concerned. I like Joe Mixon as a start in this one as a running back too. And then for the Chiefs, um, if Isaiah Pacheco clears concussion protocol, I'm firing up as a very strong start. If he does not clear with uh, Jarek McKinnon on IR, it seems like CEH is really like their only option. So I think if Pacheco's out, you fire up CEH as a uh, top 24 running back. And then the final game of the week, Packers taking on the Vikings. For the Packers, Aaron Jones had really strong usage in week 16. They could fire him up as a strong running back too, sitting AJ Dillon, even though I do believe he vultured one of the goal line touches. And then for uh, the uh, Vikings here, it seems like they're ready to roll with Ty Chandler as their running back one. Alexander Madison was back, but Ty Chandler dominated the opportunities, even if it was you know pretty inefficient and not a ton of receiving usage. It's a plus matchup here against the Packers, so I definitely think he could fill in as like a uh, back-end RB2 play, and then going to be sitting Alexander Madison. So that's going to wrap it up for my uh, week 17 running back start sits. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the video. Hopefully this gives you like a baseline to help you go out there, set your lineups heading into the championship game. If you have any fantasy questions, drop them down below. Thank you as always, and I will see you all in the next one.